Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forgive Me would not be possible without our generous parishioners. We'd like to thank Allison Donnelly for bringing in a big band to play at St. Patrick's. Everyone had a great time listening and dancing along to some swinging jazz hits. And you know what? Surprisingly, Father Ben's dance moves? Not as awkward as you might think. Huh. There are a few folks who declined our shout-out offer, but I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Your support helps us make the process of making our show a little bit easier. We sincerely appreciate it. Become a part of our community over at patreon.com slash rogue dialogue. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been a couple of years since my last confession. Welcome back. What's on your mind today? Father, I'm afraid I've failed my role as a contributing member of society. I don't know where exactly I lost my way, but the evils I've brought to this world far outweigh the good. I understand how hard it can be to live with things in life we view as failings. God made us in his likeness, but doesn't expect us to be perfect. I hope you're right, Father, and I appreciate the encouragement. I've I've just, I've got to come clean and accept responsibility for the hole I dug. What sin specifically brought you here today? Motherhood. (laughs) I'll spare you my spiel about the divine virtue of being a mother, as I assume you'll elaborate further for me. Virtue is one word for it. Another I'd use is... Massive responsibility. Absolutely. It's a challenging and complex task to take upon yourself. What about being a mother has brought you to confession? Uh, Well, it's just that I failed. How do you mean? When I had my baby, a boy named Rudy, after his father's favorite movie... Uh, Anyway, after he was born and I got my first good look at his beautiful green eyes, I suddenly realized that my impact on the world had just doubled. How do you feel you failed at helping Rudy navigate the world? Oh, Rudy's dealing with the world just fine. It's the world that seems to have suffered greatly from my son. Are you trying to tell me that Rudy's birth has had an overall negative impact on the people around him? Yes, father. I raised a shitty man. I see. I worked so hard, Father. 
my husband and I turned to each other right after we found out we were having a son and agreed our number one goal was to make sure he'd be a kind and decent person. And I take it you haven't seen that in your son recently? How old is he? 25 years old, last November. And no, it's, it's, it's not that. Not exactly. There's, there's a sweet kid in there somewhere. He loves me and he loves his father. That I know, but his choices on how to earn a decent living have been, well, nothing short of sickening. How so? <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Are you all right? I'm sorry. I, I, I knew coming here I'd, I'd talk about this, and I I thought it'd be easier on me, but I'm, I'm, I'm just so ashamed. It's all right. If you'd like, we can stop now and continue this another time, but we can also stay here as long as you need. Oh, to hell with it. He's... Lord, it makes me sick to say this. My Rudy's a hedge fund manager. Oh. I see. I'm I'm so sorry. Why are you sorry? It's my own damn fault. I speak to a lot of parents who feel very responsible for everything that life throws at their children. But not everything is within your control. Well, maybe not, but I, mean, I should have seen it coming. Yes, we did everything we could to raise him how we thought was right. Brought him here every Sunday. Made sure he understood that the world was a diverse place and he had a responsibility to be kind to everyone, no matter who they were, what they believed, or where they came from. I mean, hell, his father even started reading the damn kid bell hooks when he was still in diapers. It really sounds like you put in profound effort to give him a strong moral footing. What do you think set him down this path? I'm ashamed to even say. You don't have to share anything that makes you uncomfortable. There were a million little things over a long period of time that that all should add it up. But the biggest red flag came a few years ago. Do you know who Elon Musk is? Of course, the spaceship billionaire. Yes, that's the one. Rudy's just idolized him for years now, calls him a, a visionary disruptor. I'm not really sure how your son having a famous hero could paint him in such a bad light, but feel free to elaborate for me. Oh, you have no idea. It, I mean, it certainly didn't help matters once he shot one of his cars out into space on a rocket or or when he went on to, to Joe Rogan's podcast and smoked weed. I mean, at that point, Rudy went around calling Musk a true legend. I mean, so he's a bit of a tool, but I'm still not seeing the big problem here. From that moment on, all bets were off. His future was sealed. He needed to have whatever wealth, power, and access that Elon did. Never mind the fact that the man got his real start because of his father's apartheid-era emerald mine, and not any of the flashy bullshit reasons you read about in his profiles about how he started small. We could never, ever give Rudy the kind of generational wealth he'd need to become this world's next musk. And we wouldn't want to, even if we could. 
It's extremely hard to reckon with the fact that children can't be subject to our whims for the entirety of their lives. There comes a time in every person's life when they must accept that their kids can and will be susceptible to outside influence. And the only way to stop that would be to keep them in a bubble for all eternity. If only I could have done that. But no, you don't understand. The Elon Musk stuff, yeah, that may have been the worst of it. But the signs were all there so much earlier than that. How do you mean? Okay, so... Okay. I'll never forget this. When he was in kindergarten... Kindergarten, I'm telling you. His teacher called us in because she was very impressed with our son. Apparently, during recess, he'd created an imaginary store selling rocks and twigs and things for other items. I have to be honest, that sounds like a sweet story. You can't honestly blame that for turning him into the man he is today, can you? Well, I should have seen it, though. It was there. His teacher even said it. He had a real entrepreneurial spirit. I can't believe I just sat there, smiling like an idiot at that cursed compliment. I still think it seems like a creative boy playing store. I think you're being too hard on yourself. There was a domino effect. That pretend store, it eventually turned into a real lemonade stand. Then a yard sale. Then a door-to-door candy bar racket. Then, when he was old enough to properly operate machinery, lawn mowing for the neighbors. And you think you should have dissuaded him from wanting to do those things? Maybe not that stuff, but definitely the collective. The what now? After his first year of lawn mowing, he was really raking it in. And a lot of the other families in town seemed ready to pawn off the yard work too. So he gathered up all his friends and a bunch of dopey 12-year-olds and, and, and started hiring them to do the work for him. He'd, he'd pass out flyers around town with our home phone number on it, and he'd manage this big old calendar on the refrigerator. The families, they'd pay him, and then he'd pay his friends, taking a small percentage of the cut. The kid made more money that summer than he'd ever seen before. And he wasn't even the one out doing the work anymore. I know it seems concerning to you, but honestly, I'm impressed. You don't think you should have encouraged this behavior in him? I don't know, Father. I... I at least should have been smart enough to see who he was becoming. Between his untold ambition and the math and... The, the math? Oh, yes. The dreaded math. That's when I should have seen the writing on the wall. He was in eighth grade at this point. I'd just gotten home after a shift at the hospital, was sitting down to eat with my husband, and do you know what my beloved son says to me? What? My teacher says I should sign up for the mathletes. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. And this upset you? 
thought I was raising this sweet, quiet boy with a bright mind and some weirdly specific passions. Meanwhile, the truth was, I was planting seeds that would grow into the kind of vines that choke everything else in the garden until there's nothing left alive. I take it Rudy was a successful mathlete? He was beyond successful. By the end of 8th grade, he was competing with 12th graders and wiping the floor with them. I'll give myself credit in that I tried to get him to slow down a bit, hang out with children his own age, maybe get into art or music or, or charity or anything else. But no, he was just so happy that I let him keep going. His favorite Christmas gift that year was a calculator. A calculator, for Christ's sakes. Which you now think was wrong? Yes, I do. Pretty soon, little Rudy is helping his father and I with our taxes, looking over our finances, and, and, and trying to find different ways we can all better manage our Roth IRAs, all for fun, while he's in high school. And on top of this, by the time he was ready to graduate, he turned his lawn mowing collective into an actual business that he was able to sell to a local landscaping contractor to pay for his first semester's tuition to Duke University. That's an ambitious kid. See? How was I so blind to what I created? My child was a business-obsessed math whiz with an uncompromising goal who would rather hang out talking about house finances with his stuffy Janet's parents than playing with other kids his age. And then college. What happened at college? Hell if I know. I just remember him showing up home after his first semester away in a goddamned Tesla Model X. And I assume that you didn't buy it for him? Well, I'm a nurse. And his father is a social worker. So unless Model X is this hip new Zoomer code for 2001 Honda Civic, I think it's probably out of our price range. So how did he get the car? That was my first question, too. He turns to me and says coolly that he made some great investments this quarter. I tried to ask him some follow-up questions like, well, how and with what money? But the only answer I ever got from him, which has been his refrain for these last few years, has been, you wouldn't understand. That couldn't have been easy to hear from him. Oh, not at all. I was in shock. It was that day I started replaying these warning signs over in my head, thinking about how I could have prevented this money-motivated monster from being born. It's been years now just living out those moments. So why now? What, what do you mean? You said you've been replaying those moments for years. Why come to confession today? Oh. Well, it all culminated this morning at breakfast. Um, as I already mentioned, he's been working in finance these past few years, which really was hard for us, ethically speaking. But we were able to at least hold out hope that there were ends that might eventually justify the means for him and he'd do something good with his life. But then today, we got the call. What did he say? He calls us 
and he says, Mom, Dad, I can't believe I'd get to tell you this, but you're never going to have to work again. You can finally retire and do whatever it is you want with the rest of your lives. And then he sends us a picture of his new logo, Rudy Capital. And I tell you, I almost threw up my lucky charms right on his father's face. I'm so sorry you had to go through that. It gets worse. His hedge fund specializes in pharmaceuticals. Oh, no. I know. It's beyond me how he could so abuse the system to build his fortune. I suppose Mr. Elon Musk was exactly the kind of flashy influence he needed to accomplish his goals. However distasteful those goals are. <clears throat> so... What? Well, if you're open to it, I'd just like to take a small step back here. Oh, uh, and, and, and do what? I'd like to talk you through what I heard you say, just to make sure I have the confession right. Mm, all right. You had a son. Wow, you really were listening. <laughs> Very funny. You had a son who then showed some interest in entrepreneurship and also mathematics. Yes. And you encouraged your son, who by your own account was a nice, quiet child, to pursue things that excited him and made him happy. Unfortunately, yes. To me... You sound like a great mother. Oh, come on! I'm sorry, but this is a confession, and I think it's as much my duty to facilitate absolving sins as it is to help people realize when they haven't sinned in the first place. Give me a break here. I, I know, I'm beating myself up a bit, but you must realize how evil his career is. Can't you at least performatively fire and brimstone me for pushing him into it? You've got the wrong guy for that kind of thing. Honestly, it seems to me like your son just followed his passions to their inevitable conclusions. And try as we might, we can't control what those passions are. Heck, I'm a priest, and my brother Alex plays bass in a black metal band called... <sighs> Satan's Gooch. Oh, seriously? Dead serious. We grew up with the exact same mom and dad, same house, same school, same lives practically, and ended up going down fairly opposite paths. I see what you're trying to say here, but I'm his mom. So there's at least some responsibility from my end here. I can't pretend to know every moment from Rudy's childhood, but from what you've described, you absolutely wanted the best for him. And frankly, despite his undeniably disturbing career path, it's clear even from what you've said that he did it for something he'd learned from you. Oh, I'm afraid of whatever you're about to say. Love. Love? <laughs> Who on earth invests in pharmaceuticals for love? Your son did. For his love of math and finances, and, I think, for his desire to do right by you like you did right by him. See, but this is what I'm most guilty about. He said on more than one occasion, that he got into this career path for his father and me. We proudly worked our jobs so he could have a good future, and he went and did all this as some kind of way to make up for us not becoming wealthy? 
like we've somehow failed ourselves by prioritizing serving our community over our personal wealth. It's just disturbing. And did you talk to him about those beliefs when he told you about Rudy Capital? What? No, I, I, I mean, with that conversation, we just said we were proud and hung up the phone. I've got it. What? I know what your confession is. Uh, care to enlighten me? It seems to me you've spent a lot of time concerned about who your son was becoming, has become, versus who you'd hoped he would be. I'd definitely argue that that's exactly why I'm sitting here, yes. Of course, but I think the issue, at least from where I'm sitting, is that you aren't necessarily sharing with your son what you value. Uh, I don't think that's fair. I'm not saying you didn't when he was a child. It's abundantly clear to me that you and your husband worked to provide him a good upbringing. I'm talking about now that he's on his own. I don't think I follow. All I'm saying is there's still time for you to share with him what you think about life for you. Don't make it about what you hope or expect for him. For better or worse, he's his own person at this point, and it seems like you genuinely did what you could. I, I guess. Do you and your husband want to retire? Of course we do eventually. We just didn't expect to do it so soon. You don't have to take him up on this offer just because he's offering. Oh, I couldn't break his heart like that. But it seems to me like you put a lot of stock in your career and in the way you're contributing to society. A way that's completely divorced from the amount of money you earn and instead focuses on the services you could do for your community. And if you still see value in your ability to offer that contribution, how could it break his heart for you to tell him that? I guess that is better than me telling him I don't want any part of his blood money. <laughs> I'd say it'd probably cause a whole lot less heartburn, yes. Tell me something. Do you still love your son? Unfortunately, I don't think there's anything he could do in the world that would change that fact. Even if I do think he kind of sucks. I figured as much. Just continue to be there for him and share more of who you are. I think that's all he can do at this point. Who knows, maybe if you let him pay your credit card bills, you might be able to push him towards philanthropy instead. How on earth would I do that? By speaking to him clearly and directly about your beliefs. About how much better it would be if he'd take some of that money he'd planned to give you and help out people who are in greater need of it instead. <sighs> I suppose that's a better thing for me to do than just give up. It certainly is. <laughs> Man, Father, you really had to rain on my pity party, didn't you? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I've been told I'm notorious for being a pretty bad hang at parties. Shall we say the act of contrition? Sure. Forgive Me as a Rogue Dialogue production. This episode was written and directed by Jack Marone and Bob Ramunda. Here's our cast. Cena Breyer, Stacy. Casey Callahan, 
Father Ben. Script editing by Jordan Stillman. Dialogue editing by Bob Ramunda. Sound design, score, and mixing by me, Adam Ramunda. Find out what we're up to by following at Forgive Me Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Did you like the show? If you did, go follow it on your favorite podcast player. And if you really enjoyed it, rate it and review it on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. This podcast is made possible by our supporters on Patreon. By becoming a patron, you can get access to an ad-free feed, director's notes on each episode, music from the show, and more. Become a patron over at patreon.com slash roguedialogue. No matter what, thanks for listening. We'll be back in a few weeks with our third episode of season two. See you then. Bye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. I'm Jonathan Pezza, the creator of the Curious Matter Anthology. And I'm betting you've probably never heard anything like our show. adapt stories from authors like Philip K. Dick, Andre Norton, and Robert Block into binaural audio movies that transport you to new worlds. Hey, get him out of here! That's it? You're banned for life? Tweeting Braxians lasers. Seriously. Told you downtown was a bad idea. In our brand new season, we explore farther into the what-ifs. You think, in these instances, that somehow simply by believing things are different, they changed. Doubt. I don't follow. I doubt something, and um, they don't change, per se. They cease to ever have been. We delve deeper into the realms of horror and science fiction. Nerves of steel, boys. James, sir, please. There's no need for this. I do not believe that whatever that is can understand you. Robert, I know you are in there somewhere. If you are, we are... I'm into the barrier! It's gone all of me! Available wherever you listen to podcasts. So sit back, grab your popcorn, and listen to the Curious Matter Anthology today.